Welcome to the Location Technology Podcast from Kuppa, bringing you everything you need to know about all things location. Find out more at kuppa.com forward slash podcast. Smarter Retail. Location as an enabler for innovation in retail. There have been a huge amount of factors which have affected the retail space over the last two years, and obviously COVID having had the biggest impact to the industry, from ensuring the safety of workers within retail stores to the behavioural changes of the consumers, especially moving from in-store shopping to e-commerce and purchasing online. Additionally, the adoption of location-based services is and will continue to enhance the customer experience in retail stores. Using this customer experience to build loyalty and repetitive business is key to ensuring not only their survival, but also the growth of retail brands today. The following session is a recording from Kulpa's Location Innovation event, where industry experts share their own thoughts and opinions as they discuss this topic in detail. I have the honor uh, to, to, to host uh, the following panel discussion it's going to be around retail. Uh, my name is Thomas Hasselman, and I'm the Chief Marketing Officer at Kupa. Before going into the, into the topics to be discussed, uh, I'd love to uh, introduce you to, to the panelists. So uh, I'm going to give you guys a minute or so to present your company and yourself, and then we get to the topic itself. So Jacopo, do you want to start? Sure. Um, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is uh, Jacopo Carreras, and I'm one of the founders and CEO of ThinkInsight. We are an Italian-based company specializing in location intelligence, which means, in other words, we take the dot on the map provided by Coupa and we transform it into uh, advanced services for our end customers. And retail is one of the industries that uh, we started from. And so I'm very happy to be here and uh, to report about our experience, uh, you know, and some of the cases that uh, we have been working on over the last years. Great, welcome Jacopo, good to have you on board. And Thomas, over to you. Yeah, hello, Thomas Kladensky, my name, I'm product manager for the uh, vertical retail at Zumtober. Uh, Zumtober is a lighting manufacturer um, and uh, worldwide active, uh, main market Europe, and uh, I'm, my responsibility is to um, enable our lighting infrastructure and uh, provide uh, value add uh, on top of our infrastructure to reduce the total cost of ownership in such an investment and also to enable the IoT use cases provided by an RTLS or as well the applications on top. Excellent. Yeah, this is an interesting angle that Thomas is bringing with the, with the smart lighting. So you know, you're going to hear some interesting comments today. And then Mikko, over to you. Thank you, Thomas. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Mikko. It's great to be here today. Now, I work for Silicon Labs, and uh, Silicon Labs, if you don't know, we are a technology provider. We provide silicon and mostly wireless connectivity for you know, a lot of solutions, uh, you know, retail, commercial lighting, RTLS being some of those. You know, what I do at Silicon Labs is I manage our retail and, and commercial segment, and that includes um, you know, RTLS, uh, wireless access points, uh, uh, connected lighting, just to mention a few, so uh, you know this is, you know, fits fits me very well. This topic. Thank you. Thanks, Mikko. Welcome, welcome. All right. So uh, the retail space. Yeah, there's uh, there's quite uh, quite a lot of things that happened has happened in in the in the world in the last 12 to 18 months, and obviously COVID 
COVID is, is, is probably the biggest, uh, having, biggest one having an impact on also the retail space. Uh, so I'm sure we're going to be touching on topics related to the impact of COVID, being then on the safety of, 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 uh, of, of ensuring the safety of the workers and, and, and of the consumers and the, the behavioral changes of, of the consumers moving more from um, on, on in-stock shopping to, to, to e-commerce type of models. So more to follow on that one. Uh, also, uh, I'm sure that uh, there will be discussions around how the customer experience uh, is being enhanced and, and, and delighted with the omni-channel approach by many uh, retailers in the world today, even more than before. Uh, really fighting for the loyalty of the of their customers. So, so that that's that's something that's also increasing focus by the retailers. And then, of course, something retail being a very uh, tight margin business, a low margin business, uh, cost efficiencies across the board, process optimization, things that that puts the retailer really uh, to the test, especially in the world today when a lot is, is ordered online. You might pick up the goods from from the curbside, or goods are being delivered to your home. So these are all trends that are, are contributing to, to to how the retail world is changing, and, and, and to the need for digitalizing it as well. But uh, let's get started. So, uh, Jacopo, how is the retail market changing in your view? So um, this is a this is a very interesting question, uh, meaning that. Um, what we are observing right now is that uh, it's, it's a very exciting time to be in retail tech for many different reasons. But the main one is that uh, there, there is a lot of innovation going on. So uh, when it comes to retail and especially uh, the area of supermarkets, so that's an industry that has been static for, for a very long time. And when I mean static, I mean that mainly innovation was happening because of maybe, you know, experimenting with uh, new store formats. And I'm thinking, you know, about the hypermarket, uh, you know, the Walmart mo model being exported in Europe, uh, working or not working. This was one of the main innovation. The other innovation was trying to understand, you know, the demographic of people or where to open or not to open a given store. But uh, let me say that from the, from the standard operations of, of a retail store, of a, of a supermarket, nothing really has changed since, since ever, I would say. So everything has been run with uh, you know, a bit more of, of support and help of, of computer science and, and informatics and IT, but no major changes. And, and a, a big change is actually happening in these days uh, for many different reasons. Because consumers are changing, so there's new consumer habits, uh, a lot of demand in terms of personalization. E-commerce, of course, is playing uh, you know, a fundamental role in, in really changing the way we, we use to shop. Uh, and on the other hand, technology is now getting to the point where it can make a very, very big difference in the way we actually experiment not only the online uh, retail, but also the physical retail. And so there are so many things going, which is kind of, in a way, summarized from, you know, probably the most uh, famous example, which is Amazon Go in this respect, that, you know, we all know Amazon Go is like a great shopping experience with many different benefits. But of course, it comes with a, with a cost, a high cost. The, the cost of an Amazon Go is, is really, really high. And so from Amazon Go, which is like probably a very good match for small stores to like hypermarkets or supermarkets, there's like a, a plethora of different technological options that can actually serve the needs of, of future retail. And in this respect, so many players are coming in, so many technologies are showing up, so many things that actually can be done 
And actually that uh, retailers are actually using to experiment how you know, retail will be in the, in the near future. I'm not saying like tens of, of years, but really we're talking about the near future and things are really happening. So very exciting times for, for being here, for working in this segment and then to really try to make the difference in what will be the future of retail. Thanks, Jacopo. Uh, maybe an appropriate question for Thomas, who comes in from a bit different angle here. That how do you see the retail space now evolving when it comes to the ecosystem and, and the different stakeholders and, and the players? Uh, and and uh, what is the approach you are taking as a Zoom development? Um, well, I, first of all, I totally agree with the statement of Jacopo because, uh, of course, the, uh, especially brick and mortar business uh, was uh, static, and uh, in in the in that term, and of course, the online business is growing. Uh, online business is growing dramatically, of course, especially when it comes to 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 the, the pandemic right now. Everybody's going online. Uh, even smart, uh, supermarkets are. Have have to change at a certain way their their business model, uh, but uh, we also see that the that the number of requests rising uh, quite quite a lot. Also the the um, uh, the retailer when we talk about lighting infrastructure, it's not only about the, the discussing about good lighting, how to uh, set up everything in the store and uh, the, the store design. Of course, it's very important, but uh, still, what can uh, a lighting infrastructure can uh, give as a value add, as I initially also said. And uh, this value add can be on the one side, uh, yeah, measuring uh, ambient values or also providing location data with your solution. And that gives us, brings us in a, in a, in a, in a situation where we then also are uh, allowed or would say have the chance to talk to other people and other stakeholders within the retailer. Um, and also retail itself is what we see at the, Many of them, or I would say most of them, would like to enter the digital market or the digitalization, but do not know how exactly to do. They also don't do not devote that much time as maybe it's necessary. Would say would say so. Yeah, it's a bit of a, a motivated uh, statement from from myself, but uh, I'm still thinking that the more you you focus on the data that you can generate of the lighting infrastructure and together with the RTLS, the more you can can gain. And of course, there are a lot of uh, companies entering right now into this this market, and also the competition also for 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 Zoomtober is rising because we are not only a lighting um, uh, manufacturer anymore, but we are providing a value add. Exactly. Yeah, and I can imagine that that you you, you guys are going through quite some changes in, in the company from lighting to IoT to, to location, yes. and that, that introduces quite a few discussions with new stakeholders on the other side of the table. Exciting times. So uh, then, uh, I guess for, for us as, as Kupa, we are of course interested to understand how does location, location awareness, fit into the retail space. In the retail space, I mean, there's quite a few that stakeholders I can think of, but where does really the location play play a big role? So, Mikko, what are your views on this one? Yeah, I would, uh, I would highlight three things what I've seen, especially in the last, uh, you know, 12, 12 to 18 months. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Thomas retail being challenging when it comes to gross margins and, you know, location as is, you know, retail is not unique. I think one, one thing we see is people try to increase efficiencies 
you know, in how, how they move goods, how, how they move people, uh, you know, if you can reduce on the number of labor you use by you know, bringing technology on board, if that makes you more efficient, you typically save money. So, you know, I, I think that's something we see in retail and, you know, in, in other places as well. You know, the other thing I, I would highlight, you know, this probably has been a trend in the last, uh, you know, or the pandemic era is, uh, you know, retailers have seen a, a large increase in these click and collect orders. So if people don't want to go to large supermarkets, you know, they're want to stay home, they order online and have somebody, somebody deliver the orders for them. And, you know, what we've seen is if you can help the store associates move to the store more efficiently, more quickly, you know, find, uh, you know, whatever they're looking for and increase efficiency, you know, that again translates to, you know, more revenue for the retailers uh, and more, more efficiencies, I would say. Maybe the third thing I'd like to highlight is, uh, which, you know, kind of already came up is, uh, you know, the traditional retailers, they, you know, they've started to compete or the online, online retailers have started to compete with the traditional ones. And the third use case I've seen for location is trying to understand what the consumers do in the store, you know, where they spend time, you know, what products they look at, you know, how do they move in the store? So trying to bring the same visibility the online retailers, uh, you know, get when people go to the websites like Amazon.com and, you know, what products they search for, what products they look, what, what they end up buying. And I, I think that traditional retailers would like to get the, that same visibility to what people do in the store. So those, those are probably the three major things I've seen. Yeah, yeah I can imagine that the, the digital footprint that you get when, when browsing website is what you like to replicate in, in, in the physical store uh, to really know better uh, how, how, to, how to get the, your conversion, conversion rates up there. And, and Jacopo, I guess this is something where I'm knowing you from years back, it's something where you got started with the retail. So your, your learnings over the journey here, I would appreciate your comments. No, exactly. If I, if I may further comment, you know, also Miko's point, uh, what is very interesting is that, uh, and, and of course, one of the greatest opportunity of working in the space is that if we think about these many different functions within, uh, you, know, uh, you know, a retail shop, you know, talking about uh, you know, operations, talking about engagement, talking about uh, people specializing in different things like, you know, merchandising strategies or, or layer of optimization, all these kind of areas, which are very, very different in terms of function, they can only all, all benefit and uh, you know take advantage from 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 location data. So as we said, you know if it's about operations, you know knowing uh, you know when and how to do certain things and where to do certain things has a great value. Uh, knowing where products are located, being able to update the panogram has a great value for many different functions in, within the store, which you know links back to the e-commerce. Um, knowing what shoppers do it's one of the key advantages of e-commerce being able to analyze you know what shoppers do uh the footprint their you know food traffic and and linking this with sales and you know having you know a data-driven approach to store management and, and store operations is something that really is of, of great great value and is actually what they're trying to do when when replicating the e-commerce success in a physical store of course here is much more difficult and complex you need to take into account that it's not just a cookie that uh, you're tracking but it's a shopper and so you need actually to take account uh, you know a different complexity and a different uh, time and implementation time but the benefit can definitely be the same and and indeed this shopper analytics is actually what we started from since uh, since a long time so we have you know 
running projects in, in many different countries around the world. And, and all of these projects are confirming that, uh, you know, it's uh, the great, the, the value that you can get in return, it's, it's really uh, phenomenal. Understanding what shoppers do, being able to use this data to drive your decisions across maybe learning from one single store, replicating to many others, is actually something that also in terms of return, and I know you, you're going to touch this point later on, actually can be of, of great help for, for retailers, for you know, single store owners. And again, this is just one of the many different facets uh, in which actually location can, can play a fundamental role and, and provide a very great benefit for all the different stakeholders involved. When I'm talking retailer, but I'm also thinking about the shopper and the consumer who could benefit from receiving personalized services and it's not just about marketing and proximity marketing and these kind of things it's really about the personalizing your shopping experience making sure that when you get there you re you receive a service that go beyond the simple shopping uh, you know the retailer is in a way helping you to shop uh, providing interesting suggestions providing things that perfectly match your expectation your needs and in a way the main reason why you are there yeah Yeah, these are these are. I mean, getting now into the topic of where, where, what are the use cases that are mostly being being, being sought after and 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 and, uh, and, and used. So uh, uh, let's continue on that same topic, uh, Thomas. When when you are pitching to your retail customers, uh, going beyond lighting. So so what are the what's the, the kind of a spearhead use cases that 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 you are that you are experiencing being the most popular ones? Well. <clears throat> When it comes to lighting itself, it's of course the integration of the of the of the technology into our lighting infrastructure. Also, when it comes to installing the stuff, it's about it's 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 costly for the customer, and we need to imagine that if you would like to roll out an RTLS system that has a certain accuracy and a certain quality behind, uh, then uh, the retailer needs to understand. Uh, uh, the particular investment and the lower it can get the better and with our integration in our luminaires it can drastically re be reduced depends on the grade of in, uh, integration but up to 40 percent is is definitely possible so this is one thing and of course we also approach our customer with the end-to-end -end use cases with uh, customer uh, behavioral data so how the customer behaves in a store to get the data out of that and then also to understand how a, maybe a store design can affect or a change in it, so store design can affect sales. But the the the, the major would say the major use cases are all um, use cases around proximity marketing. Um, customers entering a store maybe has an application running from uh, from from their uh, specific retailer, and uh, a welcome message is uh, popping up, and through the uh, shopping itself. Um, the customer is getting uh, push notifications or uh, advertisements or, or, or services, additional services that can, first of all, increase the shopping experience. Uh, that also leads to uh, customer re retention usually. The better the customer uh, likes the shopping, would say, the, 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 the higher the probability is that the, the, the customer comes back. And uh, uh, the second thing is also what we have done is, is, is some trials already. Uh, once you have introduced proximity marketing, you can re in significantly increase the, the sales by using uh, proximity marketing uh, services or also called marketing services, as we say so. Um, so 
everything that's around smartphone and as well tracking uh, uh, the behavior of a customer is uh, valuable for 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 a retailer and the more that that retailer can uh, devote its time to this data the better is the outcome the higher the benefit yeah yeah no, that, that, so clearly you're you, the common denominator very much thomas for you is the, is really the world the experience around your your smartphone where you are as a yes. Yeah, this is the this is when when you compare this with online and uh, offline online business, they measure where you are, how long you stay on a page. They can rapidly adapt because of the data they have from I don't know hundreds of users. Uh, and uh, while being on the store, they you they you get uh, additional information other customers bought as well. Or uh, since you're at that page, you're gonna get a pop-up. The chatbot is uh, talking to you, right? Uh, this is the right moment when a customer is, is let's say, his senses are, are are open for for getting new information, and the same has to happen locally. But how do you do this? You can't just talk to every customer in a supermarket, or in a do-it-yourself store, or um, in a fashion store. It's 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 almost impossible, right? Uh, and if you would like to uh, get into more cross-selling, into to 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 engage the customer locally, then you need to hit the nail at that point. When the and based on their also the the recommend uh, the, the based on the preferences a customer has, you really would like to address the correct ad uh, to the customer and uh, hit the nail, and then you also you, you you're gonna be successful. Yeah, I mean the wrong, wrong ad it will, will cause a counter counter effect. You're gonna get really annoyed at it. So that that's really uh, uh, of importance. So Mika, then your your uh, experience from from the what are really the use cases that that you've been engaged with your customers with mainly details. Well, I think I already spoke spoke to some of the use cases. Uh, so um, you know, I kind of call out. Uh, um, you know, kind of those click and collect orders. You know, how, how can we make those more efficient? You know, have a, have the store associates move through the store. You know, find the products qu uh, quicker. You know, that of course applies to consumers as well. And uh, you know, if you go to the store, let's say an unknown large uh, large supermarket, and if if the if the retailer can help you to find your products faster and move around the store, that's going to make you a happier customer and maybe more likely to return. Yeah, and true. then, uh, of course, again, you know, we've seen multiple use cases. Just you know, even even helping the staff, uh, staffing the store. You know, sometimes they don't know where the products are, whether whether they are the handheld scanners they use to do inventory or, you know, point of sale terminals. So again, you know, finding those, making them more efficient and you know, cost effective is uh, you know some of the things we've seen. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, we, we the tree and this. By accident, happened. We, when selecting the, the the panelists, I, I just realized that the, that when you look at the different stakeholders, so, so the, the use case is very much um, that Jacopo brought up, where the what, what in the, at least in the early days, the retailer wanted to understand so read the in-store analytics, analytics, tagging the shopping carts and trolleys, uh, analyzing how, how how they move about in the stores and and adding the conversion rates to it. Um, uh, Thomas talks more about then the user experience that, that what what's is in his hand the smartphone experience uh, how to really incentivize the shopper to to buy more and the Mitko 
brings up very much the associates, uh, the, the ones collecting the, the, the orders, uh, and, and why not even how, how efficiently serving the customers? So it's really coming from the from the associates' point of view. So it's all 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 relates to location, uh, the contextual uh, location of where something is happening. And I guess what I haven't seen much is how do we incentivize or motivate really the associates in the store to really do their most to do help upselling and cross-selling uh, the customers in the store. So if anybody has any comments on that one, uh, please speak up now because maybe it's been about retailers interested as in in-store analytics or then the in-store marketing. Any, any comments mm -hmm. on that? So that's that's a good point, and I think is you know it's part of the of the path of, of digitalization. Meaning that you know the, the the very first thing for for enabling also this new way of also associate to actually operate in the store is to create a, you know what is more often used in, in the in the industry sector, but it's like a digital twin of the store because only once you have this kind of digital twin, so you you can better coordinate you know who's doing what in the store, including the associates. Right now, uh, because again, they had been operating in this way for such a long time, everything is kind of uh, you know, assigned to a given task. And it's very hard to kind of change this, this, this kind of approach. So like one, one project, as an example, that we're running right now, it's about queue management. And queue management, the way it works as of today is that uh, you plan the checkouts, you plan you know, which checkout is to be open uh, now and which one in, in one hour. And maybe you kind of review this over time uh, because maybe you look at peak loads and things like this, but it's almost impossible that uh, you do this uh, extremely dynamically. Uh, so you don't change an associate from, from the checkout to maybe some other task and operation in the store. The main reason being that uh, you don't have a way to fully control what is actually happening in real time, uh, automating a lot of tasks and activities because one other thing that uh, we already learned very well is that everyone is very busy in the store. So unless you have technology that can actually help you and you know, with, with some intelligence and artificial intelligence, again, it's playing a very important role here. Unless there is some of this technology that can actually suggest you what to best do at which time, then uh, it's very difficult to coordinate the many different tasks and, and, and activities happening in the store. And this also reflects on the associates that it's very hard for them to kind of use the best of these technologies unless there is some artificial intelligence to coordinate all this. And you know, when we put all these things together, I think you know, technologies are kind of you know, becoming part of, of a more structured ecosystem, which is not just about single technology, but it's about really integrating the different pieces into you know, a unified framework that eventually is processed by this kind of higher intelligence. It's actually overlooking at everything that is happening in the store. And eventually the last step will be to kind of make everything much more reactive or even proactive, so anticipating things before they happen in the store. And, and I'm thinking about uh, you know out of stock. I'm thinking about uh, abnormal traffic in the store. So you should reactively open your checkouts before actually the people get to the checkout. So a lot of things will happen. Uh, a lot of these things will be reflected in the way associate will operate in the near future because of technology. Thanks to technology and everything that links back also to the aspects that also Miko was was mentioning. It's about uh, operational efficiency, it's about really streamlining everything that is actually happening in the store with, with the ultimate goal of, of uh, you know, reducing cost, improving efficiency, and also providing a very uh, good service to the customer and the shoppers in the store. Yeah, and, and the last one you mentioned, Jacopo, is something that, that resonates with, with, the, with the fact that people do want to still 
uh, visit the stores, uh, especially retail or grocery stores. It's understandable, but but really, when you go there, you want to you want to have an experience that that's uh, that's beyond the, the normal clicking the, the goods on the website and ordering the product. So that's why I think that the incentivizing and motivating the, the, the associates to really provide that service is, is so important. So. Good. Uh, any other comments on, on the use cases before we move on? The one that we didn't touch upon too much in, 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 in this discussion was on what happens in the in the, in the back room. So it's so to say in the, in the, in the on the loading bay and, and getting the goods in and knowing where the goods are in the in, from a logistics and supply chain point of view and, and that's something we did on purpose it's something that we will be covering in, in one of the later uh, panel discussions uh, at, at this Kupa virtual event so do please uh, sign up for that one as well there's quite a few quite a lot of uh, benefits to leverage from from digitalizing that that uh, supply chain uh, uh, process in the stores itself Good. Um, we have to touch this one. So the challenge is: so why aren't we all uh, yet in every store uh, deploying uh, location-based systems, uh, tagging and tracking, and providing contextual services to, to all, all the consumers? So what is it that's holding us back? So Mick, what's your take on this one? That's a great question. I uh, I do have a couple of views on this. Uh, you know, coming from a technology company, of course, uh, you know the first thing I'm going to say it's you know there there hasn't been really a technology to do this. Uh, you know, not not at least uh, you know for decades. So you know, just you know having technology which is capable of giving you the accuracy. And you know what I've seen in the retail environment, people want to get down to an eye level of accuracy to start with, because if you want to direct, whether it's the store associates or the consumers, you want to get them to the right aisle, not the wrong aisle. If you want to track, let's say, where the products are in the shelves, you need even more accuracy. So that's that's one key thing. Uh, I think you know with technologies like what Cooper's doing, you know, from accuracy perspective, we're we're getting there. You know, a couple of other key things, you know, it's eventually everything comes to ROI. It's, a, you know, one critical thing in a margin challenge business is also cost. Uh, you know, even if you can hit the accuracy, if, if the cost is so high that you actually can't do it, nobody will do it. And you think about some of, for example, the last large retail chains, they might have thousands of stores you know, in, in Europe, North America, and, you know, if it takes Fifty thousand dollars to deploy such a solution per store. You're looking at hundred million dollars of investment to deploy the technology. So you know it, it needs to be cost effective enough for the retailers to actually be able to afford it. And you know get you know that well the return of investment actually comes from the benefits. So whether it's more sales, increased efficiency. So it's, it's kind of some of those three things. And you know, one thing when it uh, you know, it's, it's great that we have companies like Sumbatil over here. Is what we've seen in those retail spaces. There's different infrastructures. You know, commercial lighting is is one of those. Every store has that. You know, you, probably all the retailers do today have Wi-Fi um, or or other similar infrastructures. And um, I think you know, people wouldn't want to have multiple infrastructures because that again multiplies the cost. And if we can, you know, companies like Coop, uh, Silicon Lab, Zoom Patel, and others, if we can work together 
to make the infrastructure more affordable and available, then I think we're going to see a massive uptake on what people want to track and can track because, you know, just getting, you know, it's like with GPS, somebody had to put the satellites in the sky. That was the big, you know, hard thing to do and big investment. Once they're up there, you know, the possibilities are endless, I think. No, thank you. Thank you, Mick, for good observation. So, Thomas, are you the ones who are going to put the satellites in the, in the stores? Actually, this is our goal to, to, to do so, right? Uh, but yes, I, I also see this in uh, the, the, the main challenge so far, of course, are the costs as a starting point. Yeah. And also, um, the scope what you what the retailer is following some of them are not ready for example having a an application available for their 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 customers and even if they have an application available the number of users is also depending if if such an rtls system makes sense in terms of creating custom experience but what we see is uh, starting with uh, analyzing the, the customer behavior and then entering slowly into the into the business of uh, uh, creating custom experience um, is is a very good way to go and you do not have to uh, equip uh, at the beginning all of your stores you just focus on some areas and just try to analyze if everything was great this is affordable this is this is doable uh, quite quickly and uh, over time of course also our goal is is to reduce uh, the costs of installing such a system and our luminaires are already made to they are we call them uh, um, a digital radio or digital service ready uh, future proof luminaires because you can add uh, different technology on the luminaires, uh, even though when you have already installed them, also the old uh, older uh, uh, version of of, of trunking um, uh, system, for example, that is this capable of you can put in other other uh, technology inside, so you reduce it significantly. Here we are continuing working on it. Uh, this is also our job to to make uh, uh, this 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 happening. But as well, we also need to work more together to 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 bring the technology more deeper into in, in the luminaire. So and then it's going to be much more affordable for the customers. Great. Yeah, I think we're on the right track, track on that one. Uh, Jacopo, what, what, what keeps you up at night then? <laughs> well, I think that, you know, one of the, you know, one other key challenge, but I see this also in a way also as an opportunity, is the fact that, you know, coming back also to, to one of the first points that, that we touched, is this complex ecosystem that is the retail shop. So in a retail shop, there's so many players and i'm talking about uh, you know traditionally hardware pro providers and when i say hardware i'm mostly referring to providers of shopping carts and baskets and, and lighting infrastructure so they they are there since ever and now they're kind of moving into this kind of a service oriented approach so that the, the, the retail shop is becoming a service ecosystem um, on the other hand there's so many also technology providers so there are you know we all know there's so many technologies that are coming in so we're talking about uh, ESL we're talking about location we're talking about the uh, POS and we're talking about so many technologies and one of the key challenges is that um, as of today most of well many if not most of these technologies are kind of working in isolation and this actually 
uh, prevents this kind of multiplicating factor that would derive from working all as, as one single infrastructure, uh, you know, talking to each other in a kind of pretty seamless and smooth way, and, 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 you know, really trying to address what are currently the key challenges of retail. So to me, you know, the, this kind of fragmentation is one of the key challenges uh, that is actually preventing, uh, you know, the, the rapid uptake of this the kind of technologies, the more we'll be able to work together. And here, actually, I think we already start to have some good examples, you know, us working with, uh, with Zoomtobel, you know, you know, combining, you know, the lighting infrastructure, which actually solving definitely one of the problems, which is the total cost of infrastructure. Uh, and at the same time, uh, it's, it's basically providing a very good fit into a number of retail shops. Uh, Silicon Labs, again, starting to push into this kind of direction. They're a bit of everywhere as, as a vendor in many different components of the store. So probably they're one of the best players to try to orchestrate all this into some sort of unified approach to the future of retail. So trying to really kind of, uh, you know, one by one, uh, you know, uh, getting connecting the dots of the, this kind of a retail ecosystem is one of the key challenges to be addressed. And actually, there, uh, it's actually already happening now and will definitely help in the, in the uptake of this kind of technologies. And this, of course, linked to one of the key points touched also by, by Miko, which is about you know, proving the value of this. So the more we'll have evidence of the returns, the more the evidence will be actually available to everyone to, to judge. So it's an investment, but it's clear the return. The more this will happen, the easier then will then be to also decide to invest large amounts of money, which are required maybe to put the satellites up in the sky and just push as hard as possible to to kind of uh, bring all this kind of potential to the ground and just work and, and, and focus on the, on the uptake of these kind of technologies. Very good observations. Yeah, I mean, this is something we also at Coupa see that uh, once you have the, the, the Coupa systems up there, that uh, the more they can, they can do, the better. So it's providing the accuracy, providing uh, presence detection, providing even uh, uh, IoT uh, get sensing capabilities, the better it is. So that, that we get that uniform uniform uh, um, enabler in place, uh, which will bring down the costs. So good, good observations. So uh, anything? Let's get back to the topic that we all want to forget about still, <laughs> COVID. So uh, how do you see now? Uh, is there we are some markets we are getting out of COVID. I mean talking. Finland, so so far, touch wood, it looks good. Other markets we're still struggling with it, and with some markets it's still a, 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 a very critical stage. So, anything you're seeing, guys, from 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 your your from where you're sitting, that uh, that what what will this year look like uh, in retail, uh, taking the COVID into account? So let's start with uh, Mikko. It's a good question, uh, not, not not an easy one. Uh... You know, I'm, uh, I don't, I don't have the crystal ball at my hand to predict the future. One, one thing I, you know, go, go, going back to last year, which I was, I was surprised. Uh, you know, we saw, at, you know, at Silicon Labs, we saw ma massive uptake on on ESL, so you know, electronic self labels, and a lot of retailers, you know, replacing those traditional, you know, printed labels with with the electronic ones. And a lot of investment happened during COVID, which you know I, I first thought that people would you know maybe a little bit be a little bit cautious you know not to do those massive investments when you know when uh, you know such, such uncertain times. But I, I think it's uh, you know it's we were starting to see the digitalization of of retail. You know maybe COVID kicked it off. I I, I don't know. I, I think that 
trend will continue you know this year next year so you know a little bit lo looking back a little, little bit looking forward but i, I think you know we, we start to see the digitalization there yeah yeah thomas what's your what's your uh, yeah, Mikos, Mikos just said it it was a kick maybe maybe a kickoff or it was a kickoff for me somehow it feels like it was a kickoff uh, for digitalization um because the requests we get now from our customers like everybody would like to do people counting people tracing getting to know how the people form where do they form is it possible to do contact tracing with the system and stuff like that um, these topics were not as present before covid and now i mean during we are still in the phase and we was going to be continuing the next weeks uh years i believe so uh it's gonna be not over uh tomorrow unfortunately but that also gives us a lot of opportunities uh, to uh enter into uh like also the mindset changed uh a bit so we can uh openly discuss things that were not possible before yeah um so because when you when you trace a person or people this is always like hmm, should i really do it or not uh i mean when it's when, when it's anonymously it's of course not a problem but uh, still there was a kind of a barrier and this barrier is getting thinner and thinner i believe so so it's gonna be a push for us in uh, in the future good ones jacopo how do you see it yeah, so I uh, I finally start to feel it in a, in a positive way, at least from what we're doing, meaning that uh, <clears throat> definitely retail was not uh, as affected as other industries, mm -hmm. although it was under pressure because uh, because everything changed in the way they, they had to operate retail shops over the COVID time. So a lot of innovation actually came in, uh, mostly on the logistic, on the e-commerce side, on warehousing and everything. But I mean, that was, I think, very important to, to further push this kind of progress in the digitalization, in the digital transformation, in bringing technology to help the way they operate, the way they plan and the way they manage the store. So now that actually, hopefully, and, you know, fingers crossed, uh, you know, the COVID actually is now uh, getting in a, in a much better situation across Europe. Hopefully, all this kind of big technological push will will remain and actually will be shifted maybe in other more traditional activities, which are more related to the physical store, to all the many different things that uh, we have been working on for many different years. So I'm definitely positive about this uh, in this respect, and I think you know this this actually is having uh, a good impact on the on the way uh, retailers actually operate and think about technology and think about the value that technology can provide. Um, and I think hopefully this is something that, uh, you know, will, will, you know, help to accelerate and address the many different challenges that uh, we have been discussing today during this panel discussion. Thanks, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the new normal really requires digitalization, which is, which is all, 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 all music to our ears here. So, hey, thank you, Jacopo, Mikko, Thomas. This was... Uh, at least for me, and I'm sure for the audience, also a very, very enlightening session. I learned a lot about retail I didn't know from before. I thank you all, and I'm wishing you a good day. And uh, now over to Sari, who will do the closing of today. So thank you. What the da We did it, guys. <laughs>
Is that going to be part of the... And now probably yes, sir, we'll come back. Okay, sir, we'll come back. We didn't get the recording. Yeah. yeah, hold on, let me just put the recording. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the big stage. Was it a recording? Yeah, no. Good. All right. Good. Hey, thanks. Thank you. What? Sorry? I thought it was just a practice run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Well, if you've got another 45 minutes, then we can go. go no, <laughs> no. No. Th thank you, guys. This was really, I, I, I at least enjoyed the, the discussion. And, I hope you did as well. Yeah, I think it was quite natural. Anyway. I mean, it was really fast and really not, not, not a major effort in just, you know, filling up the time. And uh, so it was a pretty easy one. That was good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I would say so. Yeah, absolutely. I thought we would be taking some short solo all over again. But, uh, you know, sometimes the good thing when you, when you go live is just, uh, you know, it feels more natural. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do hate giving monologues. I, it's much nicer to have it have, have you guys uh -huh. here with me. It makes it gives you time to think about your next move and all that. So no, this is good. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I owe you a beer. Or actually, yes, and Sari owes you beer as well. So they no, owe no, you. I, I, I have a better proposal. We would like to do one of the 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 the, the sales retreat with you. Not not a beer. <laughs> On a boat. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> let's do that yeah yeah during our last meeting who i don't remember who was it uh, was video streaming from the boat and saying ah we're working <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah 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 was it uh, was it uh, Thorsten? who was it Nico, i don't know if it was yeah i don't remember who was it but uh yeah <laughs> we had a europe sales summit <laughs> offside oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we just need to get your yourself over here to Finland and we'll take you there. But still still take a while, although I think we are yeah. eventually there. So I've done my first business travel last week for 15 months, I guess. That oh. was only within Finland, so nothing too exotic, but... How, how did it? Sorry? How was it? I said the business Yeah, how was it? Yeah. It was like... Uh, <laughs> Totally unusual, right? Did you know? Did you know how to how to react? So you know, I almost missed the flight back. So <laughs> because you enjoyed it so much. <laughs> to you know, go go first time traveling for fifteen months and then miss a flight. <laughs> yeah, it, it was great to see people face to face. So and you know, they kind of. It gets a little bit more productive, you know, in a sense, productive than those, you know, back-to-back one-hour Zoom calls or whatever, you know, you can go and have lunch and have a little bit of, uh, you know, off-topic discussions. So, yeah, good. We'll see, see if we go back to the normal or what used to be the normal. Good, good, good. Yeah. 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 Hey, good. Now the, the tech crew is going to the line. So, uh, thank you so much. Talk to you later, guys. Right. Take, care. Bye. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Take care. Ciao. Bye.